<clears throat> so we start at the top. So what is kivulois? So my kivulois, its tail is tied. So before we talked about uh, a tail tied up, so that they could get pregnant here, it's that the, the, the female's tail gets tied. Uh, uh, Rachel is a U, female sheep. So E-W-E, um, U. So Shemachablin Alyalashalahem, we tie their tails down, so that the Zacharim cannot impregnate them. May Mashma Dehai Kovul. So we said it's it's Kavulis. What is where do we know that this Kavul is a Lishna Alashan Deloy Ovid Peri of being sterile, right? Of not being able to produce. Because the Pasuk says, now this is talking about by um uh, the twenty-two cities that Shlomo gave to Hiram. Maha Arma Ela Asher Nasat Achi. That my brother gave Avayikralahen Eretz Kavul. They called it Eretz Kavul, which was some sort of we'll see in a second here. It's a disgraceful term, Eretz Kavul. Adayomazeh. My Eretz Kavul. What does it mean, Eretz Kavul? Amar Rav Huna Shayuba Bnei Adam Shemechublim Bekasuf Zav. That there were people who were wrapped with uh, uh, silver and gold, meaning there were a lot of wealthy people there. He didn't like the city if it was, if it was wrapped, right? If it was full, if it was a wealthy city, why wouldn't he like it? So the Gemara says, They were spoiled. What's not to like? Since they were wealthy and spoiled, they didn't do work, and therefore it was a land that was not very economically productive. Everybody had already uh, earned their money. There was no uh, working class. It was very, very wealthy. And therefore, so we see kavul means like non-productive or sterile. Um it was a land of we had it. Uh, uh, we had the lashon of chumtin when it came to preservatives, right? We said that any uh, you could be short a little bit of measurement that is dedicated to the preservatives and not be over on aina for shorting somebody on the goods because it's understood that when you sell a certain amount of wheat, it's preservatives. So here, it's a similar type of idea. It means salty and you know preservatives are made out of something that uh, is not uh, good for doesn't engender growing things. So chaimtin, like salty and cracked, haisa. That's what the land was. But my kari, like kavl, why is it called lashon kavl? Demishtarga kare ad kavla. Because you, you're, you're, you can sink, your foot can sink in until an ankle. So in other words, there's cracks all over the land. Vamri inchi aramachabla. That this is, you know, this is terrible land. This is unproductive land. Because if it's, if it's producing, uh, you know, cracks in the land, it's obviously not going to be able to grow fruit. And then we're just trying to figure out how do we know that this Lushan of, we called it Kvulois, tied down to make them sterile. How do we know that Kvulois means unproductive um, uh, um, land? Kvunais. So we said, Viter in the Mishnah, we said that the... The ewes cannot go out kavunais. And this one we explained, my kavunais. What does it mean? Kavunais, it's covered. Shemechavnen oisa lomilas. That they cover it for the fine wool. Meaning that it, when it's born, um, uh, on the day that it's born, born, they would cover it in a, uh, uh, you know, they had, uh, I forgot what they're called, those things. 
swaddle, right? They would swaddle it. There you go. It's been a while. Uh, they would swaddle it and to protect the wool um, because the baby wool would make a very, very fine wool called milas. So this is coming off of this week's parsha, right? Se'es is talking about, it's one of the tzara'as. It's the raised type of tzara'as. Se'es, ketzemer lovan. What does it look like? That is like white um, wool. My tzemer lovan. I'm a rabibi barabaya. Ketzemer noki ben yoimai shemechabin milas. That you want to know what is, what is the color of tzara'as, the tzara'as of se'es. That is like this wool of a, uh, a baby sheep on the day it's born. Okay, and so this we discussed extensively yesterday, that we had a three-way machlekes in regards to the Tanakama set. Not extensively enough. Okay, the udders, the udders. So the Tanakama said that... If you want to turn your cameras, actually, you came at mamas the right time. Okay. We're discussing the udders. Okay. We had a three-way machlekes. We discussed the udders. Um, and what we discussed is, uh, Tanakama said that whether they're tied, so we, we said that they would be tied for basically two general purposes. Either they would be tied to not produce milk, and then it had two reasons, either so that they, the, the animal can get pregnant, or so that it can get fattened up, or the other reason why was to catch the milk. So the Tanakama held it didn't matter why, either way it's going to be mutter to go out. Reb Yesi said... Either it doesn't matter why it's going to be usher to go out. And then Rav Yehuda said, Amachlegis, it depends. If you're tying it liavish so that they don't produce milk, um, then it's going to be mutter because you tie it very tightly. But if it's lechalev, if you're tr- if you're tying <clears throat> if you're tying the uh, you know you're tying a pouch to the udders of the animal in order so that it should catch the milk, then it's going to be usher because you don't tie it so tight and it might come off and you might come to carry it. So Amar Amar. Rav Amar Rav Amar Rav says Halacha is like Rav Yehuda that if it's to keep the animal dry, meaning to not produce milk, to not lactate, then it would be mutter. But if it's a cash milk, it would be usher. But Shmuel Amar Halacha Rav Yehesi, the Halacha Rav Yehesi doesn't matter what the reason; it's going to be usher. The Ika Demasni Lahashmaitz Abapi Nafshei that we don't say what, which ton of Halacha is like, but we say it in the specifics. Rav Amar Liyavesh Mutter. So that is Rabbi Yehuda. Either way, it's going to be Aser. And that is happens to be Rabbi Yehuda. It's just another way to say the Machlekes of when you are allowed to take an animal that has a tied udders out. And, or you could learn it the following way. And, um, you know, that, that's a third way to say it, that they can go out if they are tied to not, in order to not produce milk. This is Who is able, in other words, so it's either a question of Rav or Shmuel, or this, this, this Lashon is saying that there's, there's this, the Halacha. The Halacha was, was said that, and that's Muska, that everyone's going to hold that it's going to be Liyavesh, it's Mutter, Lechalev, it's going to be Aser. However, came along with Yehudah Mesera and said, that is, you're right, that's the halacha. Since we can't discern exactly why you're tying it, right, it's too technical. We can't tell which knot is exactly to prevent lactation and which knot is to catch. And therefore, we're going to make a light plug, we're just going to say it's usr. Amar Shmuel. 
And then here's where where in the first two Lashanis we said Shmuel was Shmuel was the one he said like Rabbi Yaisi. Here we're saying that no, it's not that Shmuel holds like Rabbi Yaisi, but Shmuel goes like this Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira who says Mimafis, we can't discern between the two different types of tying, and therefore practically we're going to paskin like Rabbi Yaisi, or that it doesn't matter uh, whether it's Yavish or Lachalav, it's going to be Aser. Ki Asa Rabin, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Halachatanakama. And now we have, so it's basically a three way, between all these Lashainas, it's basically a three way Machlekes how to understand it. Either it's like Rabbi Yehuda said, only Le, uh, it's only going to be Aser if, if, if it's Lachalav. But liyavesh, if you tied it well, it's going to be fine to not produce milk. Or we're going to hold either way, it's going to be usher. Or like the Tanakama, that either way it's mutter. So just like we have three Tanayim in the Mishnah, we have three Amaraim, uh, three ways of paskining this lahalacha. Okay, moving on to the next Mishnah. Zuck the Mishnah. Uvamet ena yoitza. What can an animal not go out with? Lo yotza gamel b'mitul telas. A camel cannot go out with a mitul telas, which we'll say is a a sort of pa- uh, um, protective pouch. We'll discuss it in the Gemara. Not bound and not hobbled. Again, all these things are going to be subject to the Gemara working out exactly what all these things mean. All other animals. You should not tie camels one to another and you know, uh, pull them. But you can take the ropes of the reins into your hand, and you can drag them with the ropes. You cannot wind the ropes around your hand. So after all of this, we'll have to see what this means. So let's start with the first one. <clears throat> Tana. We learned. So, and here Rashi says, what is the mitutelas? Mitutelas is like this, that the way that they used to load up the animal is they would have straps to secure the load. The strap would run um, a, a, alongside the, um, the tail or under the tail. And because it, was, it served, and we discussed this yesterday, there was some sort of counterbalance with the tail, so the strap had a lot of pressure on it, and it could chafe the, um, it could chafe the animal. So they would put this, and this is what a mitzutelis is, they would put this little uh, cushion or pillow under the tail so that the strap would not chafe the animal. So we'll call this the gold bond pillow. Okay? What? The gold bond pillow. To reduce chafing. Okay. If you don't. Anyway. Um, it was like the powder. You know, it was, I mean, it wasn't a powder, but it was, it was a pillow. So, okay. Anyways. Hakshurilai biznavai. So, so you can't go out if it's just, if you just have this kind of this pillow wedged in the strap Near the tail, then you can't go out with that because it could fall out. However, if it is tied onto the tail and secured, is on the hump of the animal, then it's going to be mutter, right? So now you have something to secure it, then you're allowed to go out with this uh, pillow. Another way that you can go out is you can go out with this pillow if it's um, tied to the placenta again it's painful it's tied to a part in the animal where if it if 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 it, it gets if it falls it's not going to fall off because it's too painful he's not going to kick it off he's not going to you know rest it off what type of twisted farmers were they? not 
bound or hobbled. So what's the difference between bound or hobbled? These both, these both, these both, these are both forms of immobility. So Amar of Yehuda, what is akud? Akud akedas yad v'regel. That means that they would tie the hand and a foot to each other. Ki Yitzchak ben Avraham. Okay, meaning that you wanted to make sure the animal wasn't able to, you know, run, run away. So actually by tying the hand, the, the, four, the four legs to the, whatever, the, the hands to the feet, meaning the, the one of the front paws and one of the front and, and the rear ones. So that would basically... That's what they call hog tires. Okay, okay, good. So I'm not an, and I'm not an animal person, but if you tie if you tie one of the forelegs and the back legs, then you basically make the animal immobile, so you can't go out with the animal. Okay, um, and then ruggle. So what's ruggle? So what they used to do was they would bend the uh, bottom of the animal's one of the animal's uh, you know forearms, right? So one of the animal's hand, uh, arms. And bend it up against its forearm. Okay, so basically you had one leg. That's why it's hobbled. You had one leg that it it couldn't use. It had the other three. And the purpose of doing this was to make sure... Can we mute whoever that is? Um, The purpose of doing that was to make sure that, um, that the animal wouldn't run away from you. So again, we're saying these are usher on Shabbos because I think because of the tie, you're tying up the animal. It could be that the tie, whatever you're using to tie can come off, and you'll pick it up and carry it daladamas, and therefore it's usher to do this. Meisve, we have a kasha from Brisa. Akud, what is akud? We said akud was taking one arm and one leg and tying them together. I we see akud is shte yada shte yadaim It's tying two hands or two feet. And then what's ruggle? That we had, we agree with. That's to hobble the animal by um, basically tying up one of its legs. So Hudamar, right? So but what do we see? We see Rabbi Yehuda said that akud means one hand, one foot. And in the Brisa, we say it's two hands or two feet. So which one is it? What? So Hudamar Kiyatana, there's another Tanya. There's another Brisa, the Tanya. Akud, what is akud? Bound. That's Akitas Yad for Regel. So it's either or, either Akitas Yad Varegel, like Rabbi Yehuda said, or two um, feet or two hands. Ruggle, and Ruggle, like we said, that we're not addressing, that everybody's fine with. That's to hobble or to immobilize one of its legs by uh, bend, uh, one of its feet, uh, hands by bending it up. The Yikshar, and you tie it. Okay, so the Gemara still asks, Vakati like dummy, because this Brisa we just we just brought had had two examples of Akud. Bishlama Resha, Visefa, Nika, Nika, the first way of explaining Akud of Yad Varegel, that works with Rabbi Yehuda. And the way we exp- we explain uh, Ruggel, okay, hobbled, that also works. Mitziyastav, however, Rabbi Yehuda said, what is Akud? It's Yad Varegel. And the Brisa still has a case of Akud that Shteya Daimon Shteya Raglayim. So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work with Rabbi Yehuda. Mitziyasa Kasha. Elohuda Amar Kiyaitani says like the following Taina. We found another Taina here that Akud is Akidus Yad Varegel, Ki Yitzchak ben Avram. That it's tying one hand to one foot like Yitzchak ben Avram. And Ruggel hobbled Ishele Yaakov Yadai Agab Ezra'i So basically what happened over here is we are saying that Rabbi Yehuda came and said Akud is Yad and Regal. And what we're saying is that it's Machlekes Tanayim whether Akud is Yad and Regal or Shteyadayim v'Shteyaglayim. That's subject to Machlekes Tanayim. Rabbi Yehuda was going like the Tana who said it's tying Yad and Regal. 
and one may not, the Mishnah's Vaitar and the Mishnah had said, you may not tie camels. My time, because it looks like you're taking them to the market. So when you wanted to sell off animals, you would tie them in twos and bring them to the market, and therefore you cannot tie, you can't bring your, your, your camels out. It, it looks like an Uvda Dechol. You can't bring your camels out tied as if they're going to the market on Shabbos. Avol machnis. Okay. However, you could bring the chaval, and we said you could hold the ropes and carry them out that way. Amar Ravashi. Lo yishonu klayim. That when we said, Avol machnis chaval, as long as you don't wind it around your hand, this halacha wasn't a Shabbos halacha. This was a halacha in regards to Kalayim. Meaning, what we're concerned here, so the Mar wants to know, Kalayim Demai, what Kalayim are we talking about? If you want to say Kalayim De Adam, that just like we know that there's an Isser of a Kalayim by Behema, meaning let's say you're putting two animals under a yoke, you can't put a, a cow and a horse. So we see you can't tie two animals together. So maybe there's a problem that if you're, if you're karach the ropes, if you wrap the ropes around your hand, that it's like you're tying yourself to the animal and it's klayim because you are now enjoined with an animal. That if a person, if a man goes under the yoke next to a cow, shares the yoke with a cow, that is not a problem of klayim. Lachresh, to plow, v'limshech, or to, or, or to, or to drag. Ella, we must be talking about Kaim de Chavalim. We're talking about that what we're saying is, let's say you had a bunch of camels you wanted to take out. So we said you can't tie the camels together because that looks like you're taking them to the market. But if each one has a leash, you could hold all the leashes. Now, what happens if you have a leash of wool? You have some leashes of wool and some leashes of linen. So now, if you go ahead and you tie them in your hands and you wrap it around, that's like a knot. And now you you are now a bet and Rashi explains what's the benefit because you have to have Hanal from Kaim that maybe it's a cold day and they provide they serve like a glove, it provides warmth to your hand, and now you're over on Kaim because you are holding all uh, uh, you know a, basically a tied mixture of wool and linen of all these ropes in your hand. So the Gemara has a, still has a problem with that. Vahatanya, I we have a brisa that says So what's the problem of karach of wrapping it around your hands? That is like one knot, and one knot is not considered that won't you won't be over on iser klaim. That's not considered uh, tied enough to be to to be iser klaim. So the Gemara says the No, it's like we said. It is that you have a bunch of ropes that are woolen linen. Vahachi kamar, and this is what we mean to say. When the Mishnah said, you don't wind them, it means you don't wind and tie. You know, like kind of you do at the end of your tefillin. You know, you wind it and then you stick it through and tie it. So that would be a problem of Klayim, and that is the issue here. Amar Shmuel. Now, even if it's Karach, okay, so you can go out with these ropes, however, when you're grabbing the ropes, the mount that's sitting, you know, that, that's on the outside of your hand, right? So once you grab the ropes, there's still a, there is a problem here in regards to carrying on Shabbos. And that's what Shmuel's addressing, that you have to be careful. No, you can go out and as long as you don't wind and tie, so you just take all the ropes, you wind around your hand, you're fine. Now, the extra part of the rope, you have to hold it very close to the end because the rope can't extend past your hand, the tefach, 
because that you're not using to carry the animal. Now it's like you're carrying it. That in order to be chayiv on Shabbos, in order to be considered carrying the excess of a rope is two tfachim. So why did Shmuel say you have to be careful not to carry an excess of one tefach? And Shmuel says two tfachim is what you would be, what you would not allowed to be, uh, what you're not allowed to carry the excess rope. So Shmuel halacha lemaisa asalash miinon. Shmuel was more machmer. In other words, really meikar adin the din meikar adin. You you can take you can carry all the ropes out, and as long as you don't have uh, two tefach extending out from where you're holding, you know, excess on the rope, you're going to be fine. Um, except that Shmuel went ahead and made a chumrah, and he said even one tefach. So Shmuel halacha lemaisa asalash miinon that you have to make sure not to have one tefach, even though you, it's two tefachim that would be considered carrying, that uh, he created an extra uh, barrier to, to make sure you're not over on that, and said even with one tefach, you have to be careful not to uh, have rope that extends the extra rope of one tefach. Ba'atan, Yon Amadbeiz, Ayu says, that we don't care how much the excess is, as long as it's at least a tefach off the ground. So we see, what do you mean? It shouldn't matter how much it is. In other words, the excess on the rope shouldn't matter. So the Mara says, no, you have that brysa wrong. Kitanya, he, that brysa is bechavlo de beni beni. That's saying on the slack, right? So there's two excesses on the rope. There's, there's two parts of the rope. There's the rope from the animal to your hand. And then there's the rope, then obviously the rope in your hand. And then the, the rope that is extra rope that, that uh, you know, that, <laughs> that you that that's the one we're concerned about. You're carrying where we're saying one tefach or two tefach, but the rope in between the animal and your hand. So what we're saying is that you could have a lot of extra slack there. It doesn't have to be tight. You could have a lot of extra slack. And how much slack can you have? As long as the rope is um, at least a tefach above the ground, then we don't care how much slack you have on the rope between the rope and um, between the animal and the person holding, you know, and your hand. Okay, Zuck the Mishnah, Vaidra in the Mishnah. Before before the Mishnah, is the slack, I understand that the excess coming out of my hand is going to be my problem with Masai, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to look like I'm carrying it, but is the slack, is the slack, who's carrying the slack? The person is... Um, when it when it's a tefach. So the it's so this is, it's a different issue. So where where you're carrying um, the excess out, that's a problem of you carrying. The problem is if if it's teicha tefach to the ground, if if the leash is um, is let's say basically dragging on the ground, then it looks like the animal's carrying the leash, and that's a problem of the animal carrying something. It's masui. So you have to make sure, in other words, the person's allowed to lead it, but it can't look like the animal's carrying something for you. I'll read the words of Rashi. By the slack case, he says, Okay. Good. So I'm worried that somebody else is going to see it, but it's not really because I'm really holding on to it. 
Right, 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 right. Yeah, so it's a so it's a Mara Zion issue. Yeah, so we and we see this constantly, and you'll see it as we go further. There's basically three, you know, we discussed two issues, right? There's Masui and, um, you know, the animal caring for you, and then there's uh, where maybe it falls off, and then you you might carry Daladamas, and then we have this third, like, Uzzalachinga, right? And it's why can't you tie the animals, because it looks like you're going to the market. That's a Marisayan issue. So Marisayan is also uh, a problem here. Okay. Zakta Mishnah. Ein Hamar Da'as. A chamar cannot go out with a saddlecloth, as we had yesterday. If it is not tied to the animal, okay, meaning, and we discussed this, this meant Shabbos, like we discussed, that um, you have to, um, in order to be able to take the chamar out with the mardas, you have to have tied the cloth to the animal before Shabbos to um, basically associate this cloth with something that is for the benefit of the animal. Okay, because otherwise, it looks like it's just, you're not doing it for the benefit of the animal, it looks like you're just trying to use the animal to get the cloth from one place to another. Okay, so it's not, it's not saying, sure, you can't even tie it on Shabbos, it has to have been tied before Shabbos, like we explained yesterday. And not with a bell. Even if the bell is stopped up, meaning it's unable to make a sound, it's still going to be usher. We'll see why. And not a ladder in its neck. We'll see what all these things are. Not with the strap on its foot. Uh, okay. A chicken cannot go out with a, a string tied on its foot. We'll see what the purpose is. Or a strap on their feet. The male rams cannot go out with a wagon. We'll see what that means. under the tail. Shalahem. The ewes cannot go out. They don't go out. We'll see what that means. A calf cannot go out with a gimon, which is, the Gemara will explain, a mini yoke. And not the cow with the skin of a porcupine. We'll see what that means. Cow cannot go out with a strap between its horns. The cow of Rabbi would go out with a strap. Against the Chachamim's wishes. They didn't like it. Okay, so now we're going to go through all these things in the Mishnah. So my taima, this is under my das. Why, why can't the Chamar go out on, with the cloth? If it was not tied before Shabbos, that we said Kedamar, and we already explained the reason, and like we said, that um, it needs to be nicker. You have to associate this saddlecloth with the animal, and therefore you have to tie it before Shabbos. Veloy bezug, an animal can't go out with a bell, afal pakok, even though it is stuffed up, again, because we have mishum de michzi, keman de azel lechinga. Because when they would go to the market, they would take the animals out with the bell, you know, they would, they would bring them with the bells, and therefore, it looks like you're taking it to the market, so it's a Maris Ayin issue. The animal cannot go out, not with the ladder on its neck. What does that mean? It is a brace. Okay, so it, it was like a ladder. It almost looked like a ladder. It was a brace that um, would keep the, 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 the animal's head a little bit isolated from the body. What was the purpose? to make sure that the animal wouldn't agitate. So it's maka, 
you know, with its head or with its, with, with, you know, um, with its mouth to make sure it wouldn't, you know, scrape the wound. So they put this uh, ladder-shaped brace over its head to create separation. And an animal can't go out with a strap on its leg. What's the purpose of this strap? That there are some animals that Rashi explains that their feet would knock together in certain ways. So they would tie this strap in an area to create separation in between two of the feet. So again, it's some sort of preventive measure. Again, right, and, and you can't go out with it. Chickens cannot go out with a, a thread tied on their foot. Why? What's the purpose of these threads? You can't go out with any of these things that are tied. Uh, best reason I could figure is because they might untie, you might come to pick it up and carry it. Um, now, what is the purpose of the tying the string around the chicken's leg? It's a way to tag it, right? So, so you want to know if, 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 you, if it was fed or you want to be able to track it. So that was the tracking device. You would tie a string and then, you know, I guess based on the color string, you would know which chicken it was. And not with a strap. And that is saying an animal that they, they used to tie together, let's say, the hind legs. Why? So that it wouldn't stomp on Kalim, wouldn't break Kalim. So they would tie, in other words, a, a, an animal, a heavy animal could lift up one of its legs and stomp on Kalim and break it. But if you tie two of the legs together, then it wouldn't be able to stomp on it. You cannot take the animal out with this tie. And the male rams would not go out with an agala. So they would have a wagon. So that their tails would not get bruised. So Rashi explains that what happened here, that um, you have the tail of the ram is very fatty, very uh, soft, had no bones, and it was basically, it was all fat, and uh, it was very heavy, and therefore it would drag low on the ground. So they used to make a little uh, agala wagon, a tail wagon, if you picture this, that would sit under the tail, would hold the tail off the ground, you know, with wheels, and they would, when the animal would walk, it, uh, its tail would rest on a wagon, on a little tail wagon, so that the tail did not get bruised. I am sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you could find the picture and put it up for us. They sold it at like the local Walmart back in the day, like in the, in the, in the tail section? At the farmer supply. Don't worry, Joe already bought up all the supply. He's selling it an 800% markup. <laughs> they cannot go out. I guess Joe left, otherwise I would have heard a nice laugh. Okay, okay, so the use cannot go out. So we have to see what does Chanunois mean. Um. <clears throat> Yosef Rav Achabar Ula, Kameid Rav Chista, V'yasvin V'ka'amar. They were trying to explain what is this Chanunais. Mishasha Geizazanaisai, when they would shear the female sheep, Taimnin la Ezek Bishemen, they would dip the hides in oil, Umenichen Agabe Padachta, they'd put it on the forehead of the female sheep, Kadeshalai Titstanen, to keep it warm. Okay, so it was some sort of salve, uh, spot treatment to keep the animal warm when they remove the when they remove the the wool. So Amar Le Rav Chista Im Kena Sisa Mar Okva. 
Really? That's what they used to do to the animals? You're treating, you're treating like Marufa. Marufa was very wealthy. He was pampered. You're pampering the animal. That's ridiculous. He said, you know what it is? When the female sheep uh, crouches to give birth, and again, we dip in two hides of oil. We put one on her forehead. Put one on the womb. In order to warm up the animal, to keep it warm, to help uh, um, with the birthing process. Amrli Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said, Yalta. Really? You treated her like my wife, like a pregnant woman. You don't treat animals this way. This is for women. Now, if you remember, Yalta uh, had quite a temper. Remember Brachas with the uh, with the Kaishal Bracha. But anyways, Ella Amr Rav Huna. Eitz echad, so he has a third pshat. So he didn't like he didn't, he didn't like the, either of these pshatim. Or, you know, it's not made to pamper. That there is this type of wood, okay? It's called it's a chanun type of wood, and that's why it's called yotzes chanunois. Chanun shmai. Maybe in kesem they bring a splinter from this wood. You put it in the nose of the female sheep. In order that it sneezes, the yiplu darne raisha, so that the worms, the worms that crawl around its head would come off. So I nami. So why did it only say recheles chanunais that it's only for the females? The zacharim should also need to remove their head worms. So the gemara says kiven demiganchi zacharim badadi. If you ever go to the petting zoo, you'll see that the male sheep they uh, knock heads, right? They go up on those wooden things and then they charge at each other. They knock heads. So therefore, Mimela Naflan, the worms fall on their own. Shimon Nizira Amari has a different shot. Now a fourth shot. Kisma Durisma. It's a hot splinter. Again, same idea, but it wasn't of Hanun wood. It was a, a hot, some sort of warm wood that they used to, um, used to put into the nose to remove the, you know, so that it would sneeze out the, the worms. Bishlam Adarab Huna, Hainu Dekatani Hanunas. So Rav Huna said it was called Chanun wood, so I understand why we said, What is the Chanunas if you're saying it's hot, it's a hot uh, piece, it's a hot splinter? Okay, that we, we would do something to the wood that would be a Rachmanas, right? Chanun, like from Alashan of to, you know, to, to do them, to do it in a way that shows favor and since we're doing it for the benefit of the animal we call it's called the splinter of you know rachel of of chanun right vein so okay next vein eagle yates a begimon a calf cannot go out with a mini yoke my eagle begimon amravuna barnira that is a mini yoke amravalazar may a mashma the high gimon lishna de mikov how do we know that it's it is uh, a lushan of like attaching as it says, he uh, attached or grabbed like a fish hook. His head was grabbed like, like with a fish hook. Okay, so we see it's a lashon of uh, securing. The cow cannot go out with the hide of a hedgehog, of a porcupine, sorry. Why a porcupine? So they would put the skin of a porcupine on the udders of the cow. So that leeches would not suck the milk. They would keep the porcupine's hide would keep the leeches away. 
Karneha, and you can't take a cow out with a strap in between its horns. Again, because that is going to be lenoi, so it's a masoi. That's only a decorative purposes. It's not a tachshit. So, and that, and therefore the Gemara says either Rav. This is going to be true, according to Rav, who holds bain lenoi bain lishmar aser that. Even in other words, he held that if it's even if it's if if it has purposes, it's nitirusa yisera. It's going to be aser. That even Shmuel, who said that for to, something that will provide extra watching is going to be mutter, still noy is going to be aser. So both Rav and Shmuel hold noy aser, and this ritzua shebein karneha is for noy. It's for beautiful. It's just decorative, and therefore it's aser to take take your cow out with this. Parasa Shabbat Lazar ben Azariah. The cow of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah um, would go out with this strap. So we have a problem with this. Really? Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah only had one cow. Tracer Alfei Egli, 12,000 calves. Have a miser, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, may edre, kol shasa That was his annual miser bill. So how did you? How could you say you only had parasa shall one one cow? The one cow of Lazarus Azaria. So the Gemara says Tana said actually wasn't his. He had a lot of a lot of livestock. His neighbor only had one. And I, why did we call it his? Because the fact that he was a Talmud Chacham, he was living next to this person who was flaunting. He was going against the Ratzon Chachamim. Outwardly, let his calf go out with this ritua, um, and uh, and 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 because he did not protest, therefore we we credit we credit it as to him, and we say the story lagnai that it was shalei bratzan chachamim using his name because he did not uh, protest. Um, okay, and we'll stop here. So just he was wealthy. He had his twelve thousand cows were his annual miser bill. Every year, produced every year. Imagine the size of his airplane. Anyways, I'll do a quick summary, and don't worry. Like the the next. The next, the next two, the next two dafim are are a lot easier, a lot more fun. Anyways. Rechelim Yosef's Kavulos will start. We said that the ewes can go out Kavulos. So we said that it was um, sterile, a sterile, a sterilization system for the female animals that the, they would tie the tails down. And we had two Lashanis for how we know what Kavul is. Kivunais, right? We said wrapped. That was like saran wrap that we, t- we, we wrap after, when they're born to preserve this for super fine wool, to preserve the baby's wool. Um, the Ezim can go out Tsururais. We said bound. And we had three of them. We said, Itanakama held, it doesn't matter if it's Liyavesh or Lachalev. Yerisi said it was going to be, uh, either way it's going to be Mutter. Rabbi said either way it's going to be Aser. Rabbi said it depends. If it's Liyavesh, it's Mutter. If it's Lachalev, it's going to be Aser. We said the Halacha was either like Rav or Shmuel, like either Rabbi Yehuda or Yavish, and it's spelled out. Or we said, Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra basically said that we, we don't know which, which way the Halacha is, and therefore it's going to, both of them are going to be Aser. And that was like Shmuel and Ravin said like the Tanakama. So we have we basically halachas either, either which way. Um, then we talked about that the camels cannot go out with this pillow that is tied to reduce chafing. Um, but if it's 
tied if it's tied to its tail and secured by the hump or if it's tied to the shilya where it's going to be painful if it detaches so either if it's extra secured or it's going to be painful to detach then you're allowed to go out with it we said you can't go out akud which meant bound right like akedas yitzchak rav yehuda said it meant you tie one the foreleg to the hind leg Okay, and we said that that's a machlokas tanayim. There are tanayim that say that you tie both forelegs or both hind legs together. Veloy rogel, not hobbled, that we said was you just basically um, immobilize one of its legs by bending it up and tying it against the top of it so it, it, it lost the use of one of its legs so it wouldn't run away. Layikshar gamalim, we said that you can't tie gamalim together because that's a maris ayin issue because it looks like you're taking them to the market. However, we said what you should do is you hold the ropes. Okay, and however, we said not to be yichrich, not to wind them around your hand. Ravashi said, "Oh, it's a problem of klayim uh, of the ropes, right? Well, one of the ropes, and therefore, when the when the Mishnah said yichrich, it really meant don't wind them and tie them because you need a double knot in order. It has, you need two tyings in order to be uh, a problem of klayim." And Shmuel said, and we discussed how much uh, excess. Shmuel said you can't go out with an excess of one tefach, even though Tanvi Shmuel said two tefachim. We said that uh, you know Shmuel was going lechumra to make sure he said don't go out with one tefach. And then we talked about Chavla Debeni, the slack that we said, um, and that was a different issue. Uh, that was a Marasayan issue again. We discussed it. I didn't note it here, but it was a Marasayan issue um, that we wanted to appear. It can't look like the animal is carrying the rope. That you have to be holding the rope, and therefore it has to be at least a tefach off the ground. And then the final mission, we said, can't go off the saddlecloth. We said that it has, if it's not tied before Shabbos, okay, because in order to say that you're doing it for the benefit of the animal, you have to have tied it before Shabbos, not with a bell. Animal can't go out with a bell, even if it's stopped up because it looks like you're going to the market again, some RSI issue, not with the Sulam Shavat Savara. That was the brace to prevent it from re um, agitating a maka, okay. And our concern is that if it falls off, a sulam, Rashi speaks out actually specifically, that the sulam was a more expensive brace than a standard brace, and therefore you're going to pick it up. Can't go out with a ritua on its, um, uh, on its leg. That we said was um, for, uh, for, uh, for Gizra, right? To make sure that it would not um, stomp on Kalim. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is the ritua. This is to prevent injury, right? So that the feet don't knock together. Tarnagolim, we said, Bechutin can't go out with their thread. thread. That was a simon. That was a marking system. Beloi Beritsua, not with a strap that we would tie onto animals. That was Shaloi Le Hazik, not, not to be Mazik Kalim. Okay. And um, of course, we have our favorite, which is the uh, male aisle, the, the ram's uh, tail wagon. Okay. Can't go out with that. And not with. Rechelim that are chanunais, and we had basically three, two pshatim and chanunais. It was either uh, you dip the, you know, to soften the leather, and that was either to 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 keep the animal warm, or you know, so it doesn't get it doesn't get cold once you take off the wool, or to warm it up bishasle that to help with the, with the birthing process. Or we had the other pshat. Uh, we had two different what, what type pshatim in each as far as. Uh, and on this one, what type of wood it was, but it was some sort of kesem bechotma, some sort of splinter they put in their nose to get out the worms of the head. We said that the eagle can't go out with gimun, that was a small yoke, and the para cannot go out with the 
skin, the hide of a porcupine, so that we didn't want the shratzim uh, um, uh, is right to the the bugs or the leeches to drink from the milk. Can't go out with a decorative um, um, a, a strap that was bein l'rab bein l'shmuel. Okay, that it's only asher l'noi. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's since it's 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 noi, it's rak l'noi, and therefore it's asher. Parasa shabelozem and azaria. We said that. Um, it wasn't really his para because he had a lot of paras. It was his neighbor's para, and we called it his. It was Shalai Baratzan Chachamim because he was not Micha. He did not protest the fact that his neighbor was doing something wrong. And tomorrow we'll go into that whole subject.